somebody rejoice. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Give God the praise. Give God the praise. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hey. Somebody say with me, I am a product of the world. I don't struggle to do the world because I'm a product of the incorruptible world. Today, as I hear the world, the world will renew me. The world will revive me. The world will rejuvenate me. The world will walk in me. The world will walk through me. And the world will walk in me and around me for his glory. If you believe, shout amen. Come on, give your neighbor a high five. Say, neighbor, know that every day and every way I'm getting better spiritually, physically, materially. I am getting better. And there's nothing the devil can do about it. Say, I'm the winner. And the devil is the failure. Come on, give God praise. Yeah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. God bless you. Hallelujah. I'd like to say Happy New Year to everyone. If you were not here the first Sunday and are here today, you are blessed in the name of Jesus. I'd like to announce one more time with all confidence that this year is our year of unusual display of God's power. Hallelujah. God's power, God's power will find expression in you. If you believe, shall it be the amen. Praise the Lord. And um, right from the um, what night, we try to define the word unusual. And um, the first Sunday, we made a definition of display. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And touch a little about the power of God. We talk about the seven point power of God. This morning, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to talk expressly on what I call God's unusual power. Somebody say with me, God's unusual power. Praise the Lord. I know. The first understanding that you have when you talk about God's power is not what it is. Praise the Lord. Now, when I exposed on the exegesis last Sunday and um, I rolled out the seven PowerPoints of God, this morning I want to lead us to the real power of God. So, when you say the unusual, display of his power the first very the first great the first great of display of god's power i like to get into it this morning then come with me with uh, to the book of isaiah 41 verse 20 
Isaiah 41 verse 20. Isaiah 41 verse 20. If you are there, say I'm there. Okay. That they may see. That they may see. But if you read from, you know, that is a continual, is a continuous uh, statement from what has been said. But this is the focal point. You say that they may see and know that they may see and then know and then consider number four then they will understand and number five that the hand of god has done this one and number six and that the holy one of israel has created it praise the lord now if you look at that verse very closely and everything culminated in the world created it praise the lord and then that's what we got the first mention in the bible that defines the meaning of the world the real using the intrinsical value of the world praise the lord so that they may see it and so god is telling us what is going to do and what he has done that the people will know that he has this creative power praise the lord there is something that will happen in your life and people will not just believe it because it will be too awesome there is something that happens say, no this one is too good this is not it's not possible this one is not possible praise the lord Hallelujah. They say this one is no, it's not possible. And then after a while, they begin, they, they, they begin, they begin to know. Uh, could it be possible? And then they will understand that the hand of God, somebody said the hand of God is the one that has done this. And that the Holy One of Israel created it. Something is coming for somebody. If you are seated here, God is creating something for you. God is creating a special glory for you. And something that will amaze people. Something that will be difficult for somebody to believe that it is possible. Even though we know God can do all this, there are things that God still do, and we see you know, get suspended in surprise. Praise the Lord. I said, so God could do this. That is something God will do in your life. This year, in this year of unusual display of his power, that is something God is going to do for you. Amen. God is going to lift you in your family. Amen. God is going to lift you above your contemporaries. Amen. God is going to announce you in this nation. Amen. And people will know that somebody like you is around. Somebody shout a bigger amen. amen. All right. The scripture ended in created it. Now, the very first grace of God's power is on creation. So when God created in heaven and the earth in six days, that everything in heaven and everything on earth 
were created in just six days by God. Praise the Lord. Not just that he created them, because people have got to put the word create and the word make juxtapose them. Word creates and word make. In the Bible, there's a difference between make and create. So the first stage of God's power display is on creation. Praise the Lord. So the word create describes the unusual power of God. Actually, God's display of power is found in the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. It said, in the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. Hallelujah. Heaven and the earth. We cannot begin to try to uh, extrapolate or oppose or discover or reel out begin to number what is in heaven. Even on earth we cannot. You know, in the sea alone, in the sea alone, if the number of fishes in the sea alone, you cannot count them. The species of fish that God created in the sea alone. Which one do you know? How many do you know? Tilapia, uh, uh, catfish. Uh, but by the time you can't stand, you are lost. But God has created the species of fish in the sea alone is more than 200. That you don't know. The animals in the bush alone, how many do you know? They are in thousands. In species. Not to talk of the creepy things. Reptiles. Birds. And he created all these things in what? In six days. Now, my amazement is not just that he created them. But when I tell you what it means to create, you know that the power is also. Praise the Lord. Amen. So the word create is defined from the Greek word. Para. What did I say? P-A-R-O-A. Para. That is the meaning of create. It literally means to form from nothing. Hello? So to create means to form from what? Nothing. So when God said, when the Bible says that God created heaven and the earth, it means that he's telling you that God created heaven and earth from nothing. Nothing. So when God is going to do something creative, something awesome in your life, he will make something from your nothingness. This year. Hey, somebody didn't hear me. Are we here? I said, God is going to make something awesome from your nothingness. This year. It's not God that He will make something from you, He will create. So there's a difference between creating and making. So to create is to form something from nothing. But the word make. It's, 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 it's to make something 
from something. Hello? Create means to form from nothing and to make from Hebrew, which is Asa. To create is para, to make is Asa. Some Bible spell it, or some Greek uh, exposition, call it, they spell it A-S-A-H. Some spell it A-S-A. It means to form from something. So you make, to make is to form from something. To create is to form from nothing. Hello? Do you understand me? So, God didn't make heaven and the earth. God created heaven and the earth. That is why creation is an exclusive preserve of God. Nobody makes something from nothing. Only God does. Man can make something, but only God creates. Everything that man is doing is based on what has been created. Everything science can bring about is what based on what has been created. But when you talk about power display, it's an exclusive preserve of God because it's only God that makes something from nothing. This year, I say God created something unbelievable from somebody. Yeah. I see God turning around the whole thing. Something that will come out of you, you have no part of it. It has nothing to do with you, but it is going to be for you. Because God created the heaven and the earth for us. Praise the Lord. So, on this basis, I'll take you step by step and briefly. I'm going to take you to a scripture, a scripture where God actually displayed this apart from the creation of heaven and earth. He does it in the life of people. And he did it several. And he's still doing it. And the next candidate is you. Somebody say I'm the next candidate of God's awesome display of his power. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Exodus chapter 14 verse 21. Exodus 14 21. Said, then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and made the sea dry land. And the waters were divided. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is practical display of God's power. Amen. The Israelites were on their journey from Egypt. 
And after some time, the Egyptians just realized they don't know what happened. Why did we leave? Why did they allow these people to go? Let's pursue and capture them again. And Pharaoh and his cohorts jumped on their horses and began to pursue the Israelites. And behold, they were just, just a distance away. And they saw them coming. Praise the Lord. They wanted to run here before them. It was a sea. A red sea. Praise the Lord. They were stranded and frustrated. And then they cried to Moses. Moses, you know, this is what is going on. What, what is the need of all this trouble of trekking from you? should have just allowed them to perish there now. Because to them, there was no hope. To them, they had reached the dead end. But at times in our life, we go through situations and we feel as if life is no more. We feel there is no hope. We feel that God has forgotten us. But if you are here this morning, I want to tell you that God knows you. I want to tell you that God is planning something for you. God wants to do something that will make your, make your enemy realize that you are serving a living God. That's why the Bible, the Bible says so, that then they know. And they thought that they will see. And they consider that this thing is by God's handiwork. And that he created it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Lord is creating somebody's miracle. Amen. If you are that person, shout a bigger amen. 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 So, they started crying. They cried to Moses, and then Moses cried to God. And God said, why are you crying to me? Tell the people to move forward. Move forward. Move forward to where? Oh, this God. <laughs> he said, tell the people to do what? Move forward. Praise the Lord. Now, the first thing, if you are actually going to be a recipient of God's display of power this year, you must be bold. You must do what? Be bold. That's boldness. God delights in people who are bold. People who can face their challenges headlong. I tell you this year, no matter the situation, move forward. Make a move. For God's display to come upon you, you must make a move this year. In that situation, is it academic? Is it finance? Is it marriage? Is it your health? Make a move. God said, move forward. Tell the children to do what? Move forward. That's the first step. That's why the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews. It said we should come to the throne of grace. With what? Confidence. With boldness. So that the grace will come upon us. On the throne you will find mercy and then after the mercy the grace will come. For you to attract the mercy of God and his grace that will display, that will find expression in your life this year, the first thing you have to do is to do what? 
move forward. Tell your neighbor, say, move forward. Make a move. Hallelujah. In that scripture, he said that so by any reason, you so how do we get wind to blow and cause a sea to part ways? And each block stood like a stone. Each block stood like a stone. And then the ground became dry. Praise the Lord. And the Israelites walked through it leisurely. Praise the Lord. <laughs> God is going to make your situation so easy. Do you know something that is awesome is that the 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 the, the, the more a situation appears to be difficult, the easier it becomes for God to display his power. Praise the Lord. Do you hear me? If you know that, the more it is to man, you can't understand it. You, for your own calculation, it's just too much. This is not doable. But for God, it is easier. The more it is difficult, the more it is easier for God. Do you know what? That is why. The thicker the night, the sharper the light. If you strike a match here now, nobody will see the power. But if this place is very thick, dark in the night, I strike the match, it will be seen. Even far away, you will see the power. Praise the Lord. Amen, somebody. So, there is something difficult for God. Your situation you think is difficult is so easy for Him. What takes God, what it will take God to give you a miracle of 10 naira, it is the same thing it will take Him a miracle to give you 10 billion. The difference is you. Because you are using your head to calculate the 10 billion, and you say it is not possible. Praise the Lord. If you are prophesied to somebody and say, as you live here on the way before you get home, somebody will give you 1,000 naira. You may believe it. You can believe it because you think 1,000 is something you can't go by, right? But if I say somebody will give you 1 million, you say, this one, uh, this one don't drink. Oh, this one. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But for God, it takes the same effort. It's nothing to him. Your situation is nothing to him. He has done it already. Just make the move. Just move forward. And you see what the Lord will do. And Moses told the people, say, look, uh, you will know that you are serving a living God. That tell you that God is about to fight for you. Today you will see that the Egyptians you see today, you will see them no more. Hallelujah. And when they had all crossed, the enemies thought they could also follow. But <laughs> praise the Lord. Amen. As they follow, they want to 
flow through the path of the children of God? They want to eat the same food that the children of God had eaten? They want the covering of God? They want to enjoy the miracle of God when they are not the people of God? And what happened? The pillar of the water that stood like a stone or a mountain came back and flushed them out. All their enemies with their houses were what? Destroyed and flushed away. That's what God's going to do to your enemy this year. Anyone that doesn't want you to move forward shall end up like the pharaohs. God will flush them away. God will cut off your enemies. Every power, every challenge that is telling you at the face, I see God cutting them off. I see God removing the obstacle. I see God removing your pain. I see God removing your shape. I see God putting an end to your poverty. I see God increasing you on every side. If somebody believes, shout amen. So the Lord actually gave Moses three instructions. And the first one is that they should move forward. To go forward that means to take action against. To move against in the face of danger. This year you must take positive action to achieve and to accomplish great and mighty things. Number one thing you must do this year. Be ready to take action. Things may appear hopeless. Things may appear difficult. But God expects you to move. Make a move. Make that move concerning that marriage. Make that move concerning that education. Make that move concerning that, your health. Make that move concerning your finances. Make that move concerning that project. For God is behind you. It's your year of his unusual display of power. Praise the Lord. So in, 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 in Exodus 14, 15, God gave three words. The first one is that, he said, in that, he said, and the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then number two thing, in verse 16, God said, but lift up your rod. When the children should go forward. And the next thing is for Moses to lift up the rod in his hand. Lift up your faith. Lift up your what? Your faith in God this year. As you make a bold move, do so in faith before that challenge. To lift up the rod 
is asking Moses to do so in faith. And the Bible says that God cannot be pleased without faith. You must have faith that God is able to do it. That those who seek God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him diligently. So number two thing you must do this year to make it easy for the unusual display of God's power in your life is to walk in faith. No matter what you are facing, walk in faith and you see the reward. Praise the Lord. And then number three, the third instruction he gave to Moses was that he said, lift up your rod. Number then he now said, and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now this making of miracle, praise the Lord. It's dead, it's the Moses that lifted up his hand and then stretched it over. And he said, when he does that, the river and the sea will divide. And it, it happened. Praise the Lord. It happened. So as you lift up your rod in faith, in obedience to instruction, you must also believe that God is able to do it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The difference between belief and faith. Some people get, some people make a mistake and they say, ah, I have faith, I have done this in faith and I have this in result. There are people who can do faith and you don't have the belief. Praise the Lord. And so somebody says, okay, I say, bring tomorrow or next Sunday, bring 10,000 Naira for a financial breakthrough in the month, before the end of the month. Some people will bring it, but they may not believe. Bringing it, okay, you have acted in faith. But that does not say that, that does not mean that you believe. So for this unusualness to happen, you must make a move in faith and believe. The miracle is in believing. The first and foremost, what gives you salvation is believing. Praise the Lord. Except you have you can act faith and not believe. And in that case, it becomes difficult for the miracle to happen. So Moses, as you lift up, bring out your rod, stretch to find the sea for him to see sea of how many miles of, of uh, meters of width or whatever to bring out the rod to say you want to even once that's never happened before praise the lord that you want to pass 
is his face, bringing it out, obeying the face. But he could have brought it out without believing that it will do something. Praise the Lord. And when he brought it, I said, okay, now we have brought it out. Okay? That's third step one. Number two, now sweat it over. And if you do that, the river will pass. And he did it. He believed because God had been doing something. Great and mighty things before me in very eyes. So he believed. And he didn't just bring, he didn't just, um, 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 bring out the, what we call it, the rod. In faith, he did so with belief. So, the three things that brought this miracle into existence. You make a move, believe me, have your faith, and then believe on the what? On the display of his power. Praise the Lord. In Matthew 21, verse 22, the Bible says, If you believe, if you what? Believe. You will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Hello? It's simple, direct. If you believe, I'm not talking about faith now. That is belief added to your faith. So many people can do faith. Okay, let's just do it. Hallelujah. Look at this late <laughs> Amen. If you believe, Jesus was talking here. It's not. He said, "If you believe, he said you will receive whatever." Someone said, "Whatever." There's no there's no categorization. Whatever, whatever it is, no how, no matter how difficult, no matter how frustrating. No matter who is behind it, if you believe the instruction of God, if you believe the working power of His Word, anything can happen. You will get out of that. You will achieve it. You will accomplish it. And you will be celebrated. Somebody here should, if you hear me as I hear God, celebrate God. I see somebody here celebrating this very month of January. I see God standing up to do something unspeakable. Something wonderful. Something glorious. Something extraordinary. Something extra positive and the life of somebody. Amen. Claim it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm going to run off with this scenario that I told you the real power of God is when God is forming something from nothing and how he displayed it in the pattern of the Red Sea. The make and the creation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, in First King, chapter 17, 
verses 7 to 16. You see another amazing power of God which equally follows making a move praise the Lord in faith and believing what has been said brought about stupendous display of God's power. First King chapter 17 Hallelujah. So I'm going to read, I'm reading from here. This is a hard King James. A hard one. 17, it says, And it came to pass after these things that the son of, of the woman, the mistress of the house, no, please no. And it came to pass after a while, praise the Lord, that the book dried up. Praise the Lord. The book may dry up. You may have lost a job. Or your source of income may have just closed up. But I'm glad to tell you that you are about to see better things. Amen. Hear me as I hear God. The source, your uncle, or whoever may have closed up or turned his back or her back on you. Your employer has just told you, no, we don't need your service anymore. Somebody paying your school fees has just told you, well, things are no longer easy. I can no longer continue. But hear me. It's the beginning of your greatness. It's the beginning of your what? Greatness. Is that the brook dried up? And this is Elijah who made the prophecy and said there shall be no rain for three years. And the effect of the rain was taking toil on the people. And Elijah now needed some food to sustain himself. And God said, I have somebody that will sustain you. And that somebody is a woman, a widow. Who has exhausted all the food she kept for three years. And she just had just a meal left. She has given up. It's just for her to eat with her child. And then they let them die. That is the point the word. And Elijah. With his head like this. Open with the animal skin. Met that woman and told the woman, Make food for me. The woman said, Ah, man of God, don't you have pity? This last bread, when it's 10 years old, 
Now me and my picking one hit, and that's just the last one. Elijah said, I know. Make my own first. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But what happened? The woman. The woman made a move. Praise the Lord. At the face of high adversity, at the face of nothing, at the face of frustration, hopelessness, she believed. She obeyed. That's the first move. She obeyed. And Elijah told him, if you do the food for me, I can assure you that you said I cancel it. It's not going to be your last meal. Your pot will never lack food again. Ah, the flour will never, never be exhausted again. Your pot will begin to, as you, as you send it, it will begin to grow. The woman believed. And what happened? She made food for Elijah. And the Bible says that automatically she became a millionaire. She had more than she had ever had. People were now coming to her to ask for food. She had more than enough. This is a woman who was just having the last meal to eat and that. But now she had me that could take her for another hundred years. That is the awesome display of God's power. When you make the move, in faith and believe the world, no one can determine or define your miracle. Nobody can be able to define your miracle. You are a dangerous human being walking on the face of the earth. Well, the people you should fear most are believers. Because God can turn them around to be anything at any time. Praise the Lord. God can turn your life around in a second. In what? A second. Never, never write yourself off if you are a believer. Tomorrow is waiting for the Bible said that, that the future is waiting for at the endless expectation of the of the manifestation of the sons of God. Tomorrow is waiting for you. Tomorrow is waiting for you. Tomorrow is afraid of you. The future is afraid of the believer. Because tomorrow, the nature knows what you carry. They know you can throw things around tomorrow. So they don't look down on you, but those who look down on you is because they don't know who you are. If anybody looks down on you, anybody mistreats you, it's because the person did not know the stuff you are made of. The people who, who, who call your names and, and degrade you, it's because they don't know who lives in you. But they don't know if they know that he who lives in you is greater than he who is in the world. They will be happy to even know that they know you. Praise the Lord. 
and as you as, as you are sitting here this morning, I don't know. You, you should go home and celebrate each other for try, for sitting next to one another because each of you is a miracle in the making. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when it happened to one, he said, that lady was sitting with her in the church yesterday. And today she's on the top. I know her. All the people are saying, I know her. Because the lady has gone so great. He said, don't know her. Praise the Lord. That is something in you that will turn you around the next minute. So the, what it takes to be the miraculous is in you. Eh? What it takes to manifest the miraculous power of God is in you. And it can find expression anytime. That is why if you are a believer, you are not a failure. You may not have money in your pocket. That does not mean you are poor. You are potentially rich because the richness is in you. It can wake up any day. And I see somebody plugging into it right now. I see somebody plugging into it right now. I see somebody being the object of God's miracle now. If you are that person, I want you to celebrate and shout, Amen! It's a miracle walking God. It's a miracle walking God. It's the Alpha and Omega. It's a miracle walking God. Hallelujah. It's a miracle walking God. It's the Alpha and Omega. It's a miracle walking God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I go worship my God. I go shout hallelujah. I go worship my God, oh. my God who oh. welcome. I go worship my God, oh. I go shout hallelujah. I go worship my God, oh. my God who my God who my I see God lifting you up. Receive the supernatural lifting of God. In the name of Jesus. I cut off every power resisting your breakthrough. Wherever you have been stagnated, I cause that power right now. In the name of Jesus. I declare you the candidate for supernatural lifting. I declare you the candidate of grace. The grace will find you this week. As you step out of here, I declare the angel of the living God to go with you. Listen to me, people who are valuable, people who have value will connect to you. That God will lead you to a place of miracle. You will not miss you will not miss your place of miracle. In the name of Jesus, receive the grace. Receive the capacity to make a move and receive the glory of God in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I break the power of resistance. 
I command the rest before you to part now. I release the grace for you to move on the dry ground and get to your cane alarm. Enter your cane alarm. Access your blessing. Access your place of miracle. Access the place of your honor. In the name of Jesus. From today, people will see you and honor you. People will see you and favor you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Wherever you step on this year, you will possess. I commit the crown of splendor upon your hand. I declare you the kings and the queens of this earth. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, we announce you. God, we announce you in your family. God, we announce you among your contemporaries. God, we announce you in this nation. You are one of the big guys to look up to. In the name of Jesus. When they are calling people to be blessed, they will call you. In the name of Jesus. You are blessed with the blessing of the Lord. That make it rich and added no sorrow. Tomorrow is waiting for you. You will get there and find expression and be celebrated. If you believe, shout amen. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Look to somebody and tell that person, welcome to church this morning. Welcome to Wisdom School. Hallelujah. Amen. You are not talking to that person. What happened? Talk to that person. Welcome to Wisdom School this morning. Tell that person like you mean it, that I love you so much. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're still continuing with our book, Grace Amplified. I'm going to continue from when mommy stops in our previous teaching, the Holy Spirit and gifts. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Dear Father, I thank you for bringing us into a life of peace and fellowship through Jesus Christ. We now live in your presence forever, justified, holy and righteous before you, in love. Thank you for an everlasting life of righteousness, life of peace, life of joy, and life of the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This our class this morning is interactive. Praise the Lord. Me too, I'm holding my Bible and my marker because the Holy Spirit will communicate to us his mind this morning. I'm going to read directly this morning from Daddy Book. He, he said the apportioned grace of God on believers is immeasurable. The apportioned grace, page 104. I'm reading from page 104. He said the apportioned grace in the life of a believer is imme immeasurable. 
We need to know that being born again is not an experience. It is not an experience. We need to know that as a believer. It is receiving the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, a divine personality who comes to make his home in us. Hallelujah. That word alone is getting me excited for the whole day. God, the divine personality, he came to make his abode in me. That is the life of a Christian. That's what God is teaching us in the book. That Christianity is not an experience. It is receiving the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. A divine personality who has come to make his home in me. Hallelujah. He said there is no reason for any believer ever to feel comfortless bereaved or forlorn. Christ's purpose in sending the Holy Spirit was so that the Holy Spirit, a divine personality, might come to live in us and be in us. Hallelujah. There is no reason for a believer to ever feel comfortless. Knowing fully well, that the Holy Spirit lives in me. I don't need to be afraid. I don't need to be troubled in my mind. I don't need to be disturbed in anything. I know that the monarch of the universe lives in me. No wonder Apostle Paul told us that I can do all things through Christ. That strengthens him. He knows that there's someone that is indwelling him. That's why he said, I can do all things. Hallelujah. As you said, the New Testament gives three relations that God sustains towards man. He said, God for us, God with us, and God in us. To have God be for us guarantees our success. I am reading very fast. But then there's a place I will come and I will dwell a little. He said to have God to be for us guarantees our success. It's a big word. For God to be for us, it guarantees our success. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8 verse 31. Let's look at that scripture. Romans chapter 8 verse 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for me, who can be against me? Hallelujah, it's a big word. If God be for me, who can be against me? God with us, God in us. But he told us that to, 
To have God be for us guarantees our success. To have God be for us. I am contending with somebody in my neighborhood and the person is telling me that he's going to call his lawyer for me and I know that I have the highest advocate. Who can be against me? That's what that is telling you. Hallelujah. He's telling us that if God be for us, who can be against us? Nobody. Who dare speaks when the Lord has not commanded it? If God is on our side, we are sure to win in life. We are sure to win in life. He has never failed anybody and he will not fail with us. I read a story in the Chronicles about a young king who came to ascension at a very tender age. And the Bible says he reigned for 52 years. He was 16 years when he came to throne, and he reigned for 52 years. He did everything that was good and God prospered him. God made his fame noise abroad all around the world. And then he was filled with arrogance. He did the things that he shouldn't do. He forgot that God was the one that lifted him. But then, that's the Old Testament. Now we're enjoying grace. God is not holding anything against us. God is not seeing anything about us. All he sees in us is the love of God, the love of Christ in us. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit to come and dwell us. But then, the guy walked with God, and he so prospered in his life. So that is telling us that if God be for us, it means that we are champions in every area of our life. You know, there's something that caught my attention. Life is spiritual. The spirituality of life is the Holy Spirit that indwells us. We had a season in the ministry. And we are told that everybody should meet 5 p.m. with fasting and praying. It's a command by the Spirit of God. Some decided to follow, some decided to follow any which way. But I know that when God speaks, He backs up His word. Many will not have seen what has happened, but so much has happened during this period. And because it's, 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 it's the Spirit of God, He's telling us that it's our year of unusual display of God's power. So, by the Spirit of God, God has announced His thing for us. So, the indwelling Spirit of God is telling us to run with that world so that we can enjoy that life that He has packaged for us. Because He is with us. That's one area. I will still come back there. Praise the Lord. So, if you decide to look at it somehow, that I cannot do. You see, if life is spiritual. That's what we're saying. If you look at the things from the sense realm, you will never make it. Many people who decide to follow it, they follow the spiritual aspect of it. And that's why they, are, they, they were able to do it. He says there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Now, who live not after the law, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. 
He said, well, for what the law could not do. I'm saying this because that is teaching us about grace and law. Now, many people are still walking by the law, living in this dispensation. So they find out that the thing is, is by their effort. But God has given us a divine personality that will help us in every area of life. But because we do not see him, we do not recognize him. We recognize him in his teachings, his voice for us. Hallelujah. Now that he told us, he said, God with us also. And God in us. You can also have the assurance that not only is God for you, but God is with you. No matter what the circumstance may be, if you are a Christian, the Lord is with you. The Bible says we have a better covenant established on better promises. On better promises. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6. Can we quickly look at this? Okay. But now, had he obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also he is the mediator the mediator of a better covenant which was established upon a better promises under the covenant or in old testament god was for israel and with israel but he was not in israel however in the new testament god is with us and for us but we are also we also have something better that's where i'm going to dwell this morning he said we have something better god is in us god is actually making his fall in our bodies as his temple first corinthians chapter 6 verse 13. if, so, if you're there please quickly just read we don't want to be putting the scriptures off her but if you're there, First Corinthians chapter six, verse thirty. I'm sorry, First Corinthians chapter six, verse six. Uh, chapter six. Sorry, I'm just uh, mixing up. First Corinthians chapter six, verse nineteen. First Corinthians chapter six, verse nineteen. If you're there. Are we sure we are with our Bibles? When everybody's just looking. Let me see our Bible this morning. Let's see our Bibles. I've just got scripture. Nobody is doing anything. If you're there, read for us. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16. I'm sorry, verse 19. I don't want to quote the scripture. I want us to read it from the Bible. What? It's asking what? Knowing not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. 
Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. So in other words, telling us that the Holy Spirit is in me. So I am no longer my own. I belong to somebody else. I belong to God. No wonder Apostle Paul said, For I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I that live. For the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So that is Christ in you. That's a divine personality that lives in you. Hallelujah. Now, that is saying, you know, say, of all the mighty truths in connection with our redemption, this is the apex of the reality of our redemption. That's the highest level of proof. The highest level. That's why I said this is the area that we are going to dwell in. It's the highest level of truth. God in you. That's my, my slogan. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ in me, the hope of glory. When you're conscious of this life, nothing can bring you down. Nothing in this world, nothing can bring you down. You can confidently say that you will never be disadvantaged in this world. Why? Why? Why will you never be disadvantaged? Please help us. Why? Where is the microphone? Let's see. Let's see why. Please start from here. Let's see why you will never be disadvantaged. I said, we are talking about God in us. And that is said in the book that it is the apex of all that there is in, in, in all the knowledge that we think of in the Bible. God in us. So if you are conscious of the fact that God is in me, I will never be disadvantaged. Why? Why? Because as it is, so are we. Yes, we know that as it is, so are we. But then, why will I not be disadvantaged? No, understand it. That is saying that there is a divine personality inside of you. And I said that if that divine personality is in me, and I'm conscious of this, it means that I can never, never be disadvantaged in life. And I now came back and asked again, why will I ever be disadvantaged? You know, inside the question, the answer was there. You said, because Christ is in you. Now, the advantage is that divine personality that is present in me, the Holy Spirit. You are right. Thank you. You are right too. Hallelujah. Maybe I didn't communicate the question well. Um, This is the apex of the reality of our redemption, that after God himself recreated us and made us new creatures in Christ and made us his own, then he, in the person of the Holy Ghost, makes our bodies his own. Oh, 
I will never be disadvantaged in life. Never. I will never beg in my life. I will never be at the mercy of anybody. Knowing this reality. Hey. As he said, in the Old Testament, God presents, God, God's presence was kept enclosed in the Holy of Holies. No one there approached the Holy of Holies except the high priest. And he did so only once in a yearly, in a year, with great precaution. If anyone else dared to intrude into the Holy of Holies, he could fall there. Yes. Now that was, I was saying a story initially. This was what the king did. He went to offer the sacrifice he should not do. That was meant for the priest's office in the Old Testament. That was his problem. And the priest came, they told him, they gathered him and said, why did you do this? Because he was a king. Now, but in the New Testament here, we have the advantage. The king of glory decided to tabernacle himself in me. No wonder, though there was this revelation that came when we were praying on, the mommy, mommy said, I am immortality at work in humanity. God is immortality that dwelleth in darkness, in, in light which darkness cannot approach. And he said, we are the light of the world. So immortality, the Holy Spirit is immortality. That's the truth. He is immortality. There was a king in the Bible who had the Holy Spirit, he did not recognize the Holy Spirit in certain areas of his life. He fell sick and he died and he was buried. But the Holy Spirit was still activated in him. Somebody died many years, and, many years later and they came, they were going to bury that person. His body had contact with that king's bone, that prophet's bone, and the, the dead man came back to life. The Holy Spirit is deathlessness. He is life. He is his immortality. You know, he is the doer of God's work. He is the doer. And his, his, his delight is to dwell with us and in us today. Hallelujah. Thank God that he is in us today. That's why that is the apex of it all. That's the reality. That's the absolute truth. He is in us. Now the Holy of Holies, you know, when the, the, we quoted the scripture in Hebrew, how Jesus had offered a more excellent sacrifice. And he, we saw the, the, the proclamation in the book of Revelation when he was declaring who he was to John, the beloved. Now this was a place that no one could ever go to. But Jesus, he went there once and for all. And God would say he made an open show of the enemy. Hallelujah. Now there's a mystery that happened there that Daddy was explaining to us. He said Daddy said also it was necessary that every male in all Israel present himself at least once a year at Jerusalem because that was where God's presence was in the Holy of Holies. And the high priest was designated by God to go into the Holy of Holies to offer sacrifices and make atonement for the sins of the people. They go to Jerusalem every year. 
if God is in White House, I'm, I'm trying to. So every year we'll come to White House. Once every year we'll come and then make sacrifices to God. That was the Old Testament. But you know, there's a new level. God is in us. He is everywhere. Hallelujah. That's the advantage we have. So we don't have to be going in and coming out every year. We are there once and for all. He came and invaded us forever. He's Earnest expectation of promise by the Father that is coming today in Greenland. Jesus told the disciple, He said, It is expedient for you that I go. If I do not go, I will not be able to duplicate myself in you. He said, I will bring you another of the same type, another comforter. Other translations, the translations of the Bible says, He another advocate, another helper, another intercessor. Give different rendering, but he will come to live in us. Why is he coming to live in us to help us? The Bible referred to him as a, as a helper. Praise the Lord. On the cross, just before Jesus died, he said, "It is finished." John 19 verse 30. He was not referring to the new covenant. He was talking about the old covenant being finished. The new covenant wasn't instituted and ratified until Jesus was raised from the dead and ascended on high and entered into the heavenly holy of holies with his own blood. Hallelujah. That is saying to us that um, when, when, when Jesus said it is finished on the cross, it's not saying that it's not referring to the new covenant. It's telling us that the old covenant has been taken care of. So, the new covenant started when he raised from the dead. After going to present his blood in the Holy of Holies. No wonder he told Mary when she saw him in the garden, he said, touch me not. Because I have not ascended to my father and your father. As at that time he just raised from the dead, he had not presented his blood. So if Mary touched him, she might die. Just like the prophets of old, the priests, they die when they enter the Holy of Holies without precaution. So he was cautious enough to tell Mary, don't touch me. And immediately he went and came back, he appeared before them. He said, oh hey! He was excited. He had presented the sacrifice and he was accepted once and for all. And he made us victors. Hallelujah. Now, there's something important that I wrote here. That he said, um, when Jesus said it is finished, the Bible says that the moment the cutting in the temple was rent in two from the top to the bottom. Look at it from the top to the bottom to show that this is not man that did this. It was God that did it. Now, there's this Jewish historian, um, Fablos Josephus. He wrote something, and that he quoted it here for us. He said, the, to tell us that the cutting was 40 feet wide, 20 feet high, and 4 inches thick. For that kind of cutting to be able to tear from up to down. Notice that the cutting was not ripped from the bottom to the top, as might happen if that cutting were ripped by some human effort. The cutting was ripped from top to bottom, indicating that 
it was not human effort but the grace of god in operation hallelujah you know you can imagine what god went through to give us the holy spirit he had to come and live in the form of man took sin upon himself that he was crucified he died buried on the third day he rose again so that he can bring that life to us and the bible says that if he was raised by the glory of the father let us walk in that newness of life that life is the holy spirit that daddy is talking about here daddy said when we receive the holy spirit at new birth he didn't come as a guest to stay for just a few days the holy spirit didn't just come to stay for just a few days because it's just, it's just, it's of great concern that um, some of our, uh, our brethren that usually ask some questions are not here to really understand, you know, that the Holy Spirit did not just come to stay and then later he will go. He came to stay with you forever. He didn't come on a vacation to dwell inside of you for just a short time. He came to dwell in you, to be at home in you forever. He came to be at home in you forever. That's why the Bible says all things are possible to him that believe. Anybody who believes in the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, all things are possible to that person. Let's look at Mark chapter 9 verse 23. Can we just quickly read it and see? Whenever the Bible talks about he that believe, it's talking about the, the, you believing in the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. That's what he's telling you. Because the life of a child of God is a life of faith. Thank God that um, since we started this school, we've been talking about the grace and law, grace and faith. The journey, the, the message is very timely. Because imagine this type of um, generation now where there's so much happening outside there in the world. If you're not conscious of who you are, if you're not conscious of the fact that you are carrying a presence, and that presence is not just any presence, it's the monarch of the universe. He's the one that comes to communicate the presence of the Father to you. No wonder Jesus taught us to pray and for the first time he introduced God to us as a Father. So the Holy Spirit is the one that helps us communicate that presence. When you see us worship and we are so happy, it's because he's communicating to us the life in us. God is full of life. He is full of life. The first day the Holy Spirit came, he announced himself. They knew that something has come. So a man full of the Holy Spirit, is a, you will know that that person is up. No. You, you think that some, when somebody is jumping and shouting, you don't know something is happening to that person. Hallelujah. He's a spirit of love. He's a spirit of joy. He's a spirit of peace. Praise the Lord. I will see the Mark 9 verse 23.
For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he hath said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Now he said, shall not doubt in his heart. Praise the Lord. You are not doubting with a divine influence. Sometimes some people will say that something told me that. They refer to him as something. He is a personality. He wants to be known. Hallelujah. I, that is said so. Ah. Okay, somebody else will continue from there. I will just look for a place to stop this class. The reason that all things are possible to him who believe is that God, our Father, planned that the believing one should have God himself living in him through the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Did you, did you get that? What did I say? That is said, the reason that all things are possible to him who believe is that God our Father planned that the believing one, if you, if you believe, you should have God himself living in him through the indwelling presence. God himself will be living in you through the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. That's why he said, and with God in the believer nothing shall be impossible when we pray and we 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 expect results because we know that we are with some with the one who is the monarch of the universe he is here with us so we are so confident when we talk with him praise the lord that he said greater is he that is in you first john 4 verse 4 greater is he that is in you the indwelling presence of the holy spirit he is the greater one that is in us than they that are in the world hallelujah all that god could possibly be to you and do for you the holy spirit through his indwelling presence is to you and for you and in you all you know there's something amazing about him he is in you he goes before you and he's right there waiting for you hallelujah when we're crossing over this year god talked about the three characteristics of god that will make you enjoy god's unusual display of his power he talked about the omnipresence of god he talked about the omniscience of god he talked about the omnipotent of God. Just knowing that everywhere you go, you carry him and you're conscious of him. There was a man I read about, Apostle John G. Lakes. He says, the man of God is a man in the suit that carries God wherever he's going. 
When he moves, God moves. When he stretches his hand, God stretches his hand. Hallelujah. He did amazing things. Jesus said something in the book of John. He said, my father walked, he's how I walk. Jesus was more conscious of the presence of the Holy Spirit than any other thing. And that is advising us to be more conscious of that indwelling presence. Thank God for White House Christian Center. We are ever very conscious of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That is said, if we are really conscious of this great one in us, then we would have no fear of the devil. That is, that is in the world. Because he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. I remember that in, our, in, the, in, in the last, um, I think, fortnight class, that Pastor Joy took, she said if only we could teach our children not to fear and introduce them to the person of the Holy Spirit, that fear will disappear from them when you teach them to know the presence of the Holy Spirit. Many of us, when we were growing up, we were afraid of darkness. We were very afraid of darkness. If only we were taught of the person of the Holy Spirit. Imagine the kind of person we would have been today. But thank God it's not too late. Hallelujah. Some of us are still very afraid. Not knowing that we are carrying somebody. You, 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 are, you are afraid to, to, to stand somebody because you don't know what to answer that person. And God is telling us, you don't even need to think of what to do. When you come before that person, he will give you the answer immediately. Once you learn to depend on him. Hallelujah. That is said, you are a million times bigger on the inside than you are outside. Say, I am more than this. I am more than this. If only you understand what you're saying. He said, we are a million times bigger on the inside than we are on the outside. For more than God, for more than that God is infinitely bigger than we can think or imagine. I use the word infinitely. Bigger than we could think. God is more than that. There's one scripture I love so much in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. Therefore he has made all things good in his time. And he has set eternity in our heart. Imagine, God, God said eternity. He put it inside of <laughs> Hallelujah. We are big. We are big. I am big. Hallelujah. The monarch of the universe is in me. Understand the reason why we're talking like this. Because you need to be conscious of who you are. What you are carrying. Hallelujah. Who, last, um, our teacher told us, um, Pastor Joy taught us about who the Holy Spirit is and what he has come to do in the life of the new creation. She, made, she gave us an illustration of two cities, you know, and how we have been carried from that other city to this new one where we have this Holy Spirit indwelling us now. And that city is the city of life. Because he is the spirit of life. Hallelujah. 
He is the eternal life that we're talking about. Praise God. Oh, I wish you can understand what we're talking about. Permit me to say that, Daddy and Mommy. This, what that is saying here is beast. He said, for more than that God is infinitely bigger than we can think or imagine. So, who told you you cannot live in a bigger house that you did not pay for? Ah, somebody did not hear me. Okay. He sees in us or his greatness, his greatness is his greatest greatness in us is determined by our faith level of his indwelling presence in us. You see now that is saying that his greatness in us is determined by our faith level of his presence in us, the amount of his word in us, and the level of our consciousness of his presence. The level of our consciousness of his presence. Jesus was ever conscious of the Holy Spirit. He was ever conscious of the Father. Permit me, I'm going to be anytime I might say the Holy Spirit, the Father, sometimes we interchange them. But just know that we're talking about the Holy Spirit here in this class. Jesus was ever, if only we are ever conscious of this presence. You can just walk past somebody who is sick and all of a sudden the person realizes that something has happened to the person. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit. This is big. I think this should be for another class. The teacher will continue from there. The Holy Spirit within us, within result in the fruit of the recreated spirit and the gifts of the spirit. I think some, uh, the, the next teacher will take from that place. Because the Holy Spirit, when it comes in dwelling, He is the reason why you are full of love. He is the reason why you have peace. He is the reason why you, you, your joy is full. He is the reason why, you know, you, your patience. When we say God is, is rich in mercy, it's because He is God. He is spirit. So the Bible says He is rich in mercy. So in our class here, that is teaching us to understand that the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit in you, makes you a superman. Let me use that word. It makes you a superman. I think superman is better. And brother Prince, it makes us a superman. Because supermen, we know that when we're small, we're looking at somebody, it's not that can fly from all this. So it makes you do the unthinkable, the unimaginable. No wonder I was supposed to say, I can do all things. He didn't say some things. We were praying the other day, we were telling mommy, we were talking, and then we said that table cannot be repaired anymore. And we were praying, right before we were praying, he just started showing me the picture of how it can be fixed. You know, this Holy Spirit, eh? The things you don't know before, he will teach you. God was talking to Moses in the Old Testament. He said, Go, there's a guy called Bezalel. I have put my spirit in him, the spirit of wisdom, in all manner of craftsmanship. And you know, I was reading something in Proverbs. He said, I love them that love me. He said, I have durable riches and wealth with me. The Holy Spirit is the one saying all these things. How can I depend on that man? He said, glory not in men, for all things are yours. 
thank God for this book. You see, that's the reason I keep saying it. If you, if, if you are a Sunday, Sunday person, I'm, I'm sure some of us will just go home and forget it. Some people have not even opened it. See, go all over, go through it again all over. You start seeing amazing things that you've not seen before. There's so much in this, in this book. So much. There's so much in this book. And it came at a very timely time for us. Because it talks about the law. It talks about grace. It talks about our faith. It talks about... Daddy talked about... I, just, I have to jump some things because of the time. Daddy talked talk to us about how it's your faith in his Israeli presence that, 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 that makes you do so much. And the grace that has been given to us here is without measure. So, it depends on your faith in that grace. You can take as much as you want. No wonder it says, much more they who that have received abundance of grace. He didn't say the grace. If he said the grace, it means it's general. The same thing for everybody. Daddy grace can help daddy acquire the whole world. It can help him acquire the world. And if you want to do like him, appreciate the grace of God in his life. And you too can acquire the whole world. If you don't appreciate the grace of God in a man's life, you can't enjoy that grace. That's the truth. Praise the Lord. Have we learned something this morning? So, we're going to ask. What activates the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit in us. What activates that indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit in us? Oh, you're too much. By your consciousness. We keep saying it here. The consciousness of something activates that thing. The consciousness of it activates it. Understand it. When you are conscious of His person, and you're conscious of his presence at all times. He's excited. He keeps he, he will keep you in form at all times. Praise the Lord. Have we learned something? Thank you so much, Daddy, for this privilege to take this last. Thank you, mommy. Thank you, our pastor. And then if there's any question, please ask. Before I hand over the microphone. If you have any question, please ask. come alive with you. Praise the Lord. So we need to hear things like this. Consciousness that God, the creator of the heaven. Consciousness, you are, I mean, it, it helps you when you are meditating. How many of us really take time to meditate? How many of us take time to think? How many of us take time to think? About the, the God that about you, eh? the creator of the whole universe. 
is inside of you. Why will anything be impossible with us? Praise the Lord. Let's take, let's learn this year. That was the key that God gave to Joshua in Joshua 1. He said, Let this book of the law not depart from, from where? From your mouth. You see, you must think about this book. Think about it. Think about it. Let this book not depart from your mouth. As you're thinking, let your, your thoughts, let what you're thinking come out of your mouth. Hey, Jesus. As Pastor was teaching, I began to imagine. We are talking about God. We are talking about the most high. It's inside of me. Jesus. Ah. Please, I want us to go and meditate on it. Let's, let's take up that meditation this week. Meditate on it this week. And I know by the time we come back, by the time it will be testimony times, testimony times, sorry, we'll have amazing testimony. This is a, the year we must meditate on the bigness of God in our year of unusual display. For us to enjoy this unusual display of God's power, we must meditate and be conscious of this God in us. Praise the Lord. I'm talking about the God that parted the Red Sea now. I'm talking about the God that made the road, a dry road. That like that. Let's imagine me that that's it. Thank you. Look at the road of Aaron was like this. The shepherd road, a road was like this, as as dry and dead as this. Praise the Lord. But God made the dead sick come alive. God made the dead sick. Leaves came out, fruits came out, fruits became ripe to eat. Which means with God, a second is too big for a big miracle. Go and think about God. Think about God. It's time to think about God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Think about Him. Think about Him. Stop thinking about that situation. Think about Him. Praise the Lord. That's our meditation for this week. Amen. Oh, I bet you, if there's any pain in your body, the pain will go. When we think about the Indian, when he was teaching at a point, I looked at him, I was not seeing him. My thoughts went. I was thinking about the miracles. I was thinking about the bigness of God. Praise the Lord. That's our meditation for this week. Praise the Lord. Oh, Father, we thank you so much. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Sweet, sweet of the living God, we thank you. Oh, hmm. why will we not prosper in this ministry? When our own senior pastor, our own senior pastor is the creator of the whole universe. Thank you so much for the privilege to know these things. Thank you for helping us to be conscious of them. Even as we have decided to meditate on you this week, thank you for opening our, our no understanding to how big you are in us. Thank you. Thank you for your son you have used this morning. Thank you for using him greater and greater in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this morning's service. 
time for bringing up, ordering the steps of your people down here on time in the name of Jesus. And thank you for ordering the steps of new people to this assembly in the name of Jesus. Oh, and as we come every day, we'll never remain the same in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.